What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny's The Mandalorian Season 3 Breakdown. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I'm joined by Grogu himself and the sad boy himself, Barrett Court. We've just done something truly unholy to Grogu, to Kevin, everybody involved. And we're going to have to look at that for the next... Six weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we chose this ourselves. Um, and joining us once again, making his return after last week, it's Anthony Carboni. Oh, hello. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm down here. Hey, Hi, Carboni. You, you know, to? I'm all thrown away. I'm thrown off because he's down there. And like, I just see a little bit on the screen of Sage, but it, it was, you know, it's a whole thing. I messed up, guys. Okay. Can I'm we just move I'm on? I'm hiding from Tim's idiot. desk. Don't tell him I'm here. <laughs> And then also making her return to Star Wars content here on Kind of Funny. She missed last week. It's Sage Ryan. Woo! I miss you all dearly. Hello. It's very good to see you. Um, I was so upset about it. I screamed until I lost my voice. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. I was so heartbroken to miss the premiere. Well, uh, let me give you the opportunity to let us know what you thought about the premiere. Okay. Can I be honest with y'all? Eh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was so excited. I think Andor. I think Andor broke me. I think Andor really messed me up. You hear this, I think Carboni? It really did. I think my expectations were like a little messed up from it. Listen, because I really sat down and I was like, "Oh, it's all the stuff that we covered in Boba Fett." And I know, and I know, a lot of people didn't watch Boba Fett. I understand that they had to recap for those people. But here's what I'll say: title scroll, baby. Yeah, and it was go. a good old classic Star Wars title <laughs> scroll. And then we don't have to go back. We don't have to revisit. We know you're going to Mandalore. We know you're going into the mines. We know the poison, the, the poison stuff. We got yeah. it. And we know you're taking the baby. We know like we said, like we said like, you weren't here last week, but like we said, there was a lot of table setting and a lot of catching up mm -hmm. for people that um that didn't that didn't Boba Fett. But I think yeah. I think this episode they put they put it back into place. Yeah. Also, we did get a Swamp Thing Pirate Man. That we did true. get a Swamp Thing that Pirate Man true. and a cool dog that fight. Fun. I did like that. But yeah, uh, uh, Sage, that I, I think that's kind of where some of us were at last week as well. Like it felt like yeah. a having to kind of reset ourselves after Andor and like a gear shift back into what Mando is. Uh, so yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from from last week's. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with last week's episode. No, absolutely not. Uh, I will say, actually, exploding those alligators a little much. <laughs> <laughs> the alligator explosion was actually maybe a little much. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about episode two, which is chapter 17, The Minds of Mandalore, in just a second. But first, let me tell you, of course, this is the Kind of Funny screencast. You could watch it every week on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Right now, we're doing weekly breakdowns of The Last of Us and The Mandalorian. We only have one more week. Pedro Pascal uh, season, baby. You know, a lot of Pedro Pascal going on, and it's, it's a great time to be Daddy season. For everybody involved. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, you can check that out on Monday for the finale and then every Wednesday uh, for The Mandalorian. Um, and on top of that, you can get it on YouTube. You can get it on Rooster Teeth. If you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad-free though, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Nathan Lamothe, Tripod Plus Plus, Trent Berry, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew have done. We love you all so very, very much. Now, I want to start with you, Sage. Episode one, you're a little bit eh. Mm -hmm. What about episode yeah. two? I definitely think it picked it back up. Uh, we went for something that was like, hey, in case you forgot, this one's gritty. <laughs> um, and I'm cool with that. It was a, it was a dark episode, both literally and uh, figuratively, emotionally. Um, I think that it was a lot more 
it was just a lot more going on than the first episode, which makes sense. But I do still feel like we're in a place of table setting. I don't think we've gotten out of it yet. Um, and you know, it, uh, we run into that with Disney plus a lot where Disney plus tends to have these like little seasons where a good portion of it is taken up by getting you caught up to speed and setting a tone. Um, so I still feel like we were setting a tone for this season. Sure. What about you, Barrett? Yeah, I definitely like remembering back to Mando season two, like those first three episodes, I believe, where it definitely felt like setting the tone of like we go into the the weird whatever, like ice planet fighting the big spider and like, uh, you know, getting Mando's ship out of there. And then eventually, I think in, at the end of episode three with the the frog lady and all of her eggs and Grogu eating all the eggs and then finally uh, catching up with Bo-Katan at the end of episode three, I believe, from what I remember. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely see that as well. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. It, it, it felt like a lot of our questions and theories from last week kind of got 180'd, uh, at least for some of my ideas of, like, this entire season being about getting to the Mines of Mandalore and, like, doing all of these things to be able to get down there. And then all of that's kind of just done in this episode. So now I'm kind of left off of, like, all right, where the fuck are we going for the rest of the season? Which has me really fascinated with uh, a lot of the stuff that we were kind of disappointed with Bo-Katan last week and Mm -hmm. uh, talking with, like, her complete, uh, not complete, but like 180 and kind of reinvigorating the fire underneath her this episode and kind of getting a lot of setup of like, oh, we're this is going to be a Bo-Katan heavy season possibly, especially after last week where we're like, is she just done? Like, what what's going on here? And uh, a friend of the show, Chastity, tweeted out last night, uh, I assume, right, her and I like ended the episode right at the same time because we both tweeted at the same time. And she uh, tweeted out, saying, like, it's interesting that they didn't put these first two episodes out at the same time. Kind of like Andor, the first three episodes were all released to kind of get, like, the all of the table, like, the uh, set dressing out there for people to get invested in. I think Mando would have benefited from that with these first two episodes uh, to have them come back to back and uh, to to see where we're going. Um so yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. A lot of fun action, um, a lot of weird space stuff going on. I love the the weird worm mech dude in the in the underground, a like grievous sucking out Mando's mm-hmm. bone marrow, wherever the fuck that was. That was cool yeah. as hell. Uh-huh. Um, I, I I'm still not sold on this little dude hopping around. It still looks weird. He learned it from Luke. Yeah, I know he learned it from Luke. It's so weird, though. (laughs) I learned it from you, Luke. (laughs) Oh, man. It's a a weird combination of CG, but then also, like, almost feeling like stop motion of, like, having him, like, tied up with strings and trying to sell that. It's just a a very weird thing. But uh, uh, shout out to also the near the beginning of the episode, the the Boon to Eve, uh, them seeing the fireworks and them celebrating, like, the night before. That was pretty cool. Carboni? Yeah, I also thought it was good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sweet. <laughs> no, I thought this was a good one. I don't I I see what y'all are saying about releasing releasing two at the same time. Uh and obviously Disney Plus has a history of doing that. And I think what they're learning is they're giving a lot away real quick. Like they're giving like they're doing these six episode series or these six episode seasons, and they're like, we're gonna give you the first two or the first three at once, and they're like shit, are we giving away a lot of content on one week? Like, should we be doing this? <laughs> We're screwing up our own schedules. <coughs> but yeah. I um, but I really enjoyed this. I didn't think this was as much table setting. 
as the last one for sure. I think we had a lot of good forward motion. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And also, like, yeah, was that due to Genosian? What is he doing? Is he like he's he's Grievous esque? He's got his little eyeball in the projector. Like, what's happening? He's, he it. keeps breaking. He keeps breaking off into smaller and smaller little bits of buddy. So I loved him. It's weirdly Tim Burtony, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but it was good. I was looking at that and being like, oh, we're doing Tim Burton Star Wars. Yeah. It was good. It, they took the they took the grievous like eyes in the inside of the tech and like turned it into like put it through like a weird projector thing. It was very like nineties, like it had a very nineties Tim Burton nineties. It, it reminded movie me aesthetic. of it reminded me of Jabba's palace and Return of the Jedi and all of like the weird creatures that you would see uh, at the in the background of Jabba's palace. But it even remind, it yeah. reminded me of like a mix of everything we've ever seen in star wars because it's like <laughs> yeah. everything y'all are saying but then also you add on like the the dumpster creature in a new hope like there's just elements of like a mm. lot of things there and it yeah. was just like i thought it was cool as hell yeah it was weird I as love, shit, but it was cool you, you can tell like when there's an episode that favreau wrote because favreau will introduce whatever he wants and <laughs> nobody will tell him that he's not introducing anything. You know what I mean? We're like, w- mm-hmm. whereas when you watch episodes that are written by other people, you get the feeling like they're always like, Oh, and I've always wanted to like do something with this character that already exists in star Wars. And maybe I'm allowed to do something with this. John Favreau is like, we've got robot spideys now <laughs> and they can shoot out their eyeballs into smaller dudes. They'll <laughs> trap you inside of a rib cage like you're a barbecue spit and they'll take your bone marrow. What's up? It's Star Wars. And everybody's like, <laughs> yeah, all right, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is. Um, but this is also, I mean, Barrett, I gotta, I gotta say, as as our as our resident animated series boy, this has to be episode two of two, where you are just overjoyed because we got so much Clone Wars lore and so oh, yeah. little Clone Wars winks. Yeah, it, it was cool to see like kind of like Introducing the more general audience who doesn't want to take the the time to go back to to Clone Wars, which is understandable, and uh, really give the whole like Bo-Katan's kind of version of what that world means to her, talking about her family. Um, you know, it, it, nice reminders that like yeah, like she was part of like the royal family and and all that yeah. stuff. And um, I mean, just all of that just was cool. mentioning we mentioned Concordia, we see Santari, like where we we saw we saw uh satine in in centauri like quite a bit the capital city there yeah and it was it was just kind of cool to have like all these all these clone wars shout outs because we know like clone wars is where is where this series came from it, it really did come from dave's absolute love of mandalorians and 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 mandalore and just fleshing out those those ideas and so it was fun to see uh to see all that stuff kind of come in you know yeah yeah this i i enjoyed this and i i think i've come to a point and like season two i really really loved of mandalorian i think i've come to grips with what this show is which we're saying table setting a lot we've talked about side quests a lot i just think that it's what this is i think that every episode is going to feel like this i don't think we're building towards some like crazy big thing like we we talk a lot about things especially this week with creed 3 that are anime inspired and like what does that mean like what does it Mm -hmm. actually mean it's like hyper reality super dramatic a lot of emphasis on um like the the drama of internal dialogues mm. and all of that kind of coming together to be like this hyper real thing. 
that is something like a live action that is anime inspired. This, we've said forever, it's video game inspired. Let's go get this yeah. upgrade. Let's go get a side quest from somebody. Let's do all this. And I feel like even in these two episodes, the amount that has happened, the amount mm. of places we went, the order in which you do them, it feels like me playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, where mm. it's like, oh, I'm going to pop over I this planet. Yes. This I'm specifically a, feels like Fallen Order. Yeah, I'm going to pop over to this planet. I'm going to do this one thing. Oh, wait, I forgot. Now I have this. I'm going to go do that. And it's like, it's kind of weird, mm. but I enjoy it. I don't know also, that it's I worth waiting say... up till midnight to watch. Like, I do think that, like, I, I wish that this had that, like... 9 p.m. Just like, give it to me. Honestly, and I, I think it would really serve this show in particular to, like, make it a little bit more just, like, early and accessible to people to get the conversation yeah, going. Kind of like, like I, I love the HBO uh, version of, uh, of this. 6 p.m. Sunday, you know, everybody's chilling Sunday night, getting ready for the work week. And then sitting down to watch a thing for an hour, right? There and is. I, I feel like Disney is, is missing that a little bit. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a pretending from Disney that we don't understand time zones and we don't have the internet. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's, what I mean. Like, I don't know that the people on the East Coast are already watching The Mandalorian. Like, come on. And it, there's I, no reason to keep it from some of us and not others of us. Like, that's so weird. Also, like, I love all this talk about like larger plots and things like that. They're called television episodes. It's episodic. Somebody tweeted out the like earlier this week, and I, I retweeted it. It's like, people are talking so much about filler episodes of different series, and it's like, do y'all just mean TV? Are y'all just talking about television? <laughs> where things are different episodes? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that we've gotten like, to a place where, like, yeah, there's an expectation though lately because everything is so elevated, it's actually kind of hard to tell the difference between television and movies anymore. Mm. So we have very different expectations of it. Um, you know, every episode of Star Wars shows a lot of the time do feel like a movie. Every episode of a Marvel show feels like a movie. Yeah. So like people are a little confused as what to expect to it when like that one individual night that they had with it didn't give them what a movie does. It didn't like wrap it all up with that perfect little bow well, and like didn't have the like big event. Yeah, also like prestige TV, we've gotten used to being, well, if this is a season, it's an eight-hour movie. And it's like, hey, that's a very new thing for television. Yeah. Yep. Like that's, even shows that are historically serial-based, things like your soap operas or your, or your primetime dramas, they'll have a larger plot going on. But like every episode is an episode. Like mm -hmm. you're supposed to tell. And I don't mind that they're doing it. Uh, I, I just don't I think they're doing that with I this show. Fun. I think well, that this show is so out. unique where it is, it's literally just a bunch of things happening and you're going to like some of them and you're not going to like yeah. others. I think and those things just continue and they don't even show respect to their own things. This season, mm -hmm. now two episodes in, I don't, we don't even need to talk about the hilarious book of Boba Fett stuff, even just compared <laughs> to what last season set up to where we're at now. Mm -hmm. It just seems like a different show. Like mm -hmm. it feels like they're like, and again, whatever they're finding their footing and where, what star mm -hmm. Wars is, what Disney plus is, what all this shit is and everything I'm saying, I'm not complaining. Like mm. I am no, enjoying what, what I'm what seeing is. here. Yeah. It just, it is what it is. What it is, is just very bizarre to me because there's cool characters that do cool things. I feel like so much of the plot going on and so much of what's actually like who's going where and why it's like not interesting, but it's kind of like, let's get, let's show me the interesting parts and do this stuff. And whenever they do, I'm like, I am interested. I don't care why you're fighting right now, but the this fight's cool. This season feels distinctly more video gamey, though, right? Like oh, the yeah. Disney and they all have. But this one... It's a little more action. It's a little more video gamey, yeah. Because, like, when he shows up and uh, Grief Cargo walks up, it's the most video game NPC of, like, 
hello there, traveler. Good to see you again. And it like felt like this weirdest little like canned lines. And it's not even like a poor delivery thing. It's not bad. It was just so distinctly video game like. And the people came across so much more as like NPC interactions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Season two had a had a point that we were getting to, right? Like season two was very much like, I have to get this, I have to get the child back to where the child belongs. Um, and so that's, and season one was very much like, we, we've we got to get away from Moff Gideon and we've got to figure out what the, and so mm -hmm. this is much more, yeah, this is much more all over the place in, uh, compared to the first two seasons, which is why I think it feels so different. Um, but I don't mind it. I don't I, mind it. I don't know. I, f I feel very differently, uh, especially coming out of uh, uh, the second episode. Um, I, I think Mando can be a little bit of both of setting up stuff for other shows, which was always my expectation. I never expected Mandal the show The Mandalorian to be the stuff where we, you know, Thrawn becomes the big bad. I, I felt like Mandalorian was going to be the kind of, uh, you know the base to kind of introduce some things to then set them up for other shows because of the era that we're in and telling star Wars. We're no, we know we're getting Ahsoka. We're no, we know we're getting all these things. And so that was like, I, I think Mando can be a little bit of both of setting things up, not for its own show, but for the larger expanded universe, but then also just, you know, tell little stories and stuff. And I think that's cool. And I'm really excited of where we go uh, for the rest of the, the season. And for me, everything that they kind of are setting up and to me it was a lot of setup of where they could be going um for the rest of the season and maybe i'm wrong because we talked about where i thought the rest of the season was going to go last it up and then answer yeah. next episode which is fine that's what yeah. this is but, it's just yeah. funny but i don't yeah, know no, i, I, I saw it with we like, a, like... A, a lot of the bo-katan stuff that they uh were introducing ideas of uh in this episode i i Kind of, it clicked in my head at the end of it where it's like, this is going to be, and maybe it's just the next episode, who knows? But for me, it was like, oh, we're going to like radic radicalize Bo Katan. And like, this is how she's going to become the, like, the true leader of the, the Mandalore uh, again, right? Where, you know, she, <laughs> it's obvious she knows how to wield this Darksaber way better than Mando, right? Yeah. And it was then cool her, to see her, it was cool to see her with the Darksaber again. That was, yeah. Fun. It was, that super, was very cool. And I wish it wasn't a bloodline thing. <laughs> um, it has to be. It's Star Wars, baby. Yeah, it's... I know, but what if it wasn't? Well, what, yeah, what wait, if it wait, wasn't? Wait, but it's not. It's that not necessarily. Slow, that zoom in on my face was very funny. <laughs> it's not necessarily a blood. It's not necessarily a bloodline thing. Mm, she it's... lays claim to Mandalore because she... of her blood. No, but also no, no, no. But the dark saber. But the dark saber doesn't have to do with that. The dark saber is one in combat. That's all. Like, that is true. That's dark, 100% true. That's not a bloodline thing. Also, and she's she's had the dark saber before and she knows how to use it. We like they I'm they fully in favor of her having the dark yeah. saber, but it's the implications of what it means for Mandalore yeah. that is all connected that kind of makes me go like yeah, yeah. Yeah. What if what if she was just a badass that could wield the dark saber that had the mm -hmm. capabilities that could win it in battle that didn't have like a bloodline claim to Mandalore. Well, what I think if? I think that's what they're setting up this season, though, is I think they're setting up that that, that both Din and Bo-Katan are going to have radically different ideas of yep. what being a Mandalorian is mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. radically different ideas about what Mandalore means by the end of this season. When you see, like, she's she's talking to Din in this, like, really kind of sarcastic way, like, oh, yeah, I'll take you to the living waters. Oh, yeah, well, I'll, I recited the creed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
big deal. But then when he talks about what, but then when she says, my father died fighting for Mandalore and mm -hmm. Din looks at her and goes, this is the way she's genuinely affected by it mm -hmm. because she knows that like that means something to Din and he's taking it very seriously. Mm -hmm. And so like that moment between the two of them where he's like, yeah, I'm death watch and death watch is, they're religious zealots, but like we come from the same place and and I genuinely care for you. Um, and you know, where she like, you know, and even she's like Mandalore, Mandalore is cursed. We're not going back to Mandalore. Mandalore sucks. Don't worry about it. And then when she's in right. Mandalore again, she's like, oh no, this is a big deal. And I miss Suntari and I miss, I miss this whole civilization, you mm -hmm. know? I want to um, keep talking so about this, but before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That's fantastic. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. These are five star rated by over 200,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com use the code kinda funny shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer and thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you see the fun little dancing guy honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save that's the best part honey doesn't just work on desktops it works on your phone too you just activate it on safari on your phone you save on the go if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny anyway the book of boba fett was just like such a weird decision you know <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like they needed the flashback a flashback tank because they were like, we're, we, we, we now have these characters. We need to take them in a direction. And that direction is where the season is right now. Mm. And like mm. During the break, we were talking a little bit about you saying that like, this is exactly how season two was. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, this is just more of it. I, I like that we're at a point yeah. now that we have these characters. We're just going to put them on a bunch of side quests. But now things mm. we actually, places we actually care about that aren't tattooing or characters we care about mm -hmm. might show up. Like mm -hmm. Luke fucking showed yeah. up. Bo-Katan showed up. Ahsoka showed up. Yeah. That was all season two. So now watch this. No, I do. We get a new General I, Grievous looking motherfucker. That's cool as shit. And like, I, I do want to talk about though, when you're talking about, you know, seeing new stuff, I do want to go back. I want to talk about, I want to talk about Bunta Eve and I want to talk about seeing Pelimato again. Yeah, let's, I we have to, right? We have to. Because if I remember correctly, Tim, do you not like Amy Sedaris's character? I don't think I'm alone in that. 
Um, uh, no, you're <laughs> not. <laughs> you're really not. God. It's not the idea of her character. Like, it's fine. It's just like, again, it's, and this is not to discredit, you know, different types of performances uh, <laughs> across different mediums, but it feels like um, a theme park acting in a way um, that I don't feel like fits the show. And that's totally like, that's what they love. They bring her back every fucking season. Even in Boba Fett, she's in like I... fucking two and a half episodes. She's a fun character. She'd be a fun character to have around in Star Wars land in Disneyland. I don't think she fits this show, but that's just me. How dare you, first of all. <laughs> I love Pelimato. And I Although love Amy I Sedaris, did... you know? like I love Amy Sedaris. I do think that like this, this her in this episode was weird because we have never we have never gotten the impression that Peli Motto is a scam artist and a thief <laughs> until this episode. Like maybe she's overcharging sometimes or whatever, but yeah. like yeah. But, but this whole idea of like Peli Motto is having Jawas strip down speeders and then selling the parts back to people and like this was very weird to me because it was a very different thing for the character. Mm-hmm. It's not incorrect for the character it kind of fits like you're saying barry it fits the style the way she plays it because it yeah. almost feels like everything she's saying is kind of like wink wink nudge nudge yeah um but it just feels like so from I, a different show and it's see, just look, so off-putting I, to me i'm at the point where i'm like you know what fuck it i love her because why the hell not right she had a yeah. couple she gave him his fucking fast and furious and <laughs> one starfighter when it comes down uh-huh. and that thing is purring and she says it's purring i'm like you know what i love you when she's like where's my little guy i'm just like you know what i'm fucking here for you all right yeah this stupid as shit. Yes. this is all stupid and i'm having a good time <laughs> star wars is broken Tim. <laughs> okay so i i love her i think she's hilarious and excellent i do agree in this episode really for the first time i was really like oh, okay i don't know about this actually um i don't know if now is the time necessarily for her it's always I understand the time there being it's something the Mandalorian. It's like thank a, you thank i understand you. there being like a comedic relief in that this is a particular episode i just don't think it flowed as well as it normally does but i do enjoy there being a character that can acknowledge how silly this shit is you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, totally. Because everything is taken so seriously. So having somebody who's like, where's my little guy? And like, I'm just like a weird auntie, I think is like something that yes. this show, like someone has to acknowledge that some of this is really silly, that this man is traveling with this baby. Dude, for I sure. I think it's funny criminal. though, where just when we look at last week's episode and this week's episode, where we we talk, we see the trailers, we think of like, where the mm-hmm. where might the plot go? We start talking about it. And then we start watching the episode and we're like, oh, okay, cool. They're setting this up and that up. The This scene to that scene the, the logic of it is just so funny to me where it's just like, got to get the droid back. So where does Mando go to go see Bo-Katan? <laughs> it's like, it just seems like there's weird, like this, then that. Yeah. And here yeah. we are where it's like, oh, well, we got to fix this. Oh, I'm just going to go get R5. I'm just going to go to Tatooine. That's the big thing. The big thing to me was, number one, love seeing R5. Love mm-hmm. seeing our good boy. Is that um, is is the implication there is is that the same broken yeah, as R five? R five D four. He okay. of the broken mm-hmm. motivator. Um, he of in in Legends continuity becomes a little Jedi droid. Yeah, force sensitive baby. Yeah, he's a little force <laughs> yeah. sensitive droid. And mm-hmm. in current canon, well, semi continuity. If you ever if you read the book uh, from a certain mm-hmm. point of view, it's a bunch of people wrote the story of Star Wars from different short stories from different characters perspective right and in that story uh r5d4 actually pretends or 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 actually kind of uh sabotages himself 
in order to make sure that R2 is the droid that Luke picks. It's um, a fun story. Because he knows that that R2 and Luke need to meet because he he's part of the rebellion. Um, so it's fun to see R5. Uh, I like the characterization of R5 as just like a little a little coward droid, though. I Skippy. think that's fun. I like yeah, that Grogu Skippy cares the, about Skippy him so much. I droid was his name. Uh-huh. Um, so I loved... I, I, but it is weird that it was like, I only trust one droid. Only one droid can go with me. Only one droid can watch my son. Okay, I'll take this droid. Character development. Yeah. yeah. But for it, guys. And that was like one on, of those weird things that they set up in the first episode. And like uh, that wasn't sold on me in the first episode of like, why does it have to be this one? Especially like if you fix him, his memory is going to be lost anyway. Like it, none of that made sense. And I feel like especially the way they transitioned from it, it, it felt like that was like a first draft idea and then they quickly were like fuck it's too late to change it now we just gotta have to like kind of write it out to like games. set i don't know it was such a weird <laughs> decision it was it was a little odd um i did like but i like that r5 was part of it um yeah i, I also like i also just kind of enjoyed um i enjoyed that we now know that bunta is is a week-long festival mm-hmm Bunta goes for a week now. It's not just like Bunta Eve isn't just the big thing. It's like a it's a whole week when they're people all are just drunk. They're getting drunk. They're speeding through the streets. I like, love that. The, the fucking Tokyo drift going on. It's like, let's yeah. go, dude. I wish they I mean I'm a pod the, racer, baby. Like I wanted, I always want pod racer. So I, I was like, I was so teased. I was so teased. I was mm-hmm. hoping we were gonna see a little bit of Come it, on, but I did I like that. You. And then flying I off with the like, fireworks and shit. I was like, Yes, I, this is cool, but like it's also not that cool. Like it's it's just it's hard because like we just saw the eye in Andor. Mm. And it was like, yeah. right. yo, this is crazy cool. And this is just like Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I was honestly yeah. really surprised that we didn't even get like a real second of pod racing. When we flew in over that planet, I was like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh, yeah. No. 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 Um, other things that I like to mention of, we talk, they talked about Mandalore the Great, which is fun. Uh, I do love the idea of like the original Mandalore who like, uh, um, who, who tamed the Mythosaur, um, who yeah. is like, I don't know why they don't they didn't just call him Mandalore the Ultimate because in like pre in like the pre new canon it was Mandalore the Ultimate if you ever played Kotor mm-hmm. was like the yeah. one who led who led the Mandalore against like uh, mm-hmm. the, all the Mandalorians against the Old Republic and the Jedi and kind of like staked out the place in the galaxy for the Mandalorians. So, but I guess Mandalore the Great, Mandalore the Ultimate, it's all fine. It's fine. But I like the mention of that. Like that was some more deep lore that was really fun for me. Um, I like those new little guy. I like those new guys who come at you with the green glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those guys are good. This is the some... weird, the, the weird six eyed monkey man. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This they were like, like show, isn't not a six eyed monkey man fan. <laughs> ah, it was fine. I like it. I felt like they were overused they're a little, little bit. Cheap looking, which is star Wars. I get it. It's just like, Mm-hmm. There's just something about the aesthetic of this show that just it just makes me giggle. It yeah. really makes it me giggle. It reminded me of the the thick thighed um, security from Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm forgetting what they're called right now. Um, <laughs> oh, when they gave when they gave the Gamorrean guards like Gamorreans. Real, yeah. 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 Them, like, it reminded me of muscles. the. It reminded me of the the Gamorrean thick baby boys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. They got they pushed off the cliff. Guys. Yeah. They got fucking pushed <laughs> off that cliff. Rest in peace, those Rolling big thick out. boys. <laughs> Um, yeah, to go back to the, the, the Mythosaur, uh, Mandalore, uh, the great stuff, I thought that was really cool. And again, this is like why I'm excited for the rest of the season, especially cause we got the whole 
him bathing himself in the in the mines already and not that be the thing that we're building to of it in being the waters more, of Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, and it being <laughs> more about Bo-Katan and uh, her kind of like because she's like reading that story and she's mocking it. It's a like a child's fairy tale kind of thing, dude. Okay, and then just video game shit. The the your side character just walking over and reading something on the wall to explain where you are. Yeah. No, I, think, I, 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 I did think that it was didn't funny. That didn't feel like that to me. Funny it didn't that she feel had like to that. read it off a plaque mm-hmm. because, like, I, I she I thought she was gonna just she was just reciting it I from memory because, so. like, because mm-hmm. like royal yeah like royal family like she had to know all this stuff and so when they cut to a plaque I was like you don't need to cut to a plaque I just believe yeah, Bo Katan yeah. knows this yeah. yeah continue though Barrett um and then her seeing the uh what I assume was the mythosaur down there, like floating back up and then, you know, getting out of it. And then that moment where it's supposed to be Mando's moment, trying to like, uh, you know, um, repent for his sins, uh, for death watch. Right. That becomes more of her moment of like Mm -hmm. second moment, saving him second moment, saving him. No, but that's not, it wasn't about her saving him. It was more about her, like, becoming a believer again into like more of the hardcore stuff that death watch does believe in. And so that's where, that's where I was excited of like, maybe this is the focus of the show again. Maybe it's just next episode. Who knows? But um, that stuff that, that last like 10 minutes, I I really fucking enjoyed um, for building up Bo-Katan where we could uh, see her going for the rest of the season. Bo-Katan mm-hmm. and Din fighting a mythosaur next episode. I'm into it. Now here's the thing. I'm is there a chance it. in hell with how this show works that one of them doesn't end up writing this thing by the end of the season? No, I don't even know if we see sword. that thing again. Because no. to me, yeah, to me that wasn't about fighting it or anything or uh, taming it or whatever. To me, that was more of just like the belief that it exists, the belief that it exists, and the uh, for more like character uh, kind of. Not growth, but just that's like Chekhov's. That's Chekhov's mythosaur, Barrett. If you show a mythosaur in Act One, you have to ride it by Act Three. Just like Chekhov's that's little little tiny gator dudes underground, you know. Like once you set yeah. those up in the little yeah. caves, they got to come after Grogu. Um, but no, I do see what you're saying, Barrett. In mm. that, like the mythosaur being there wasn't about the like danger that they're in or like the state of those things. It was this is. These are two people that are deeply removed from this planet that are trying to connect with where they come from mm-hmm. and are cu- coming from completely different angles on it that, like, are being faced with their own, like, lore and history in person as adults and, like, having to navigate how each of them feel about that. And it's dangerous and it's scary and they, yeah. I think that there is a strong chance that they fight it. But it being Knowing there Favreau, is, like... Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. It's What's like, oh, shit, like, this is what Mandalore is. The and, myth- like... The mythosaur definitely pulled him down into the water. Like yeah. so, oh, so, so to me, I thought that was just like he didn't realize there was a drop, and because it's Beskar, he just fucking like shoots down. I went back and I watched it again for that exact reason because I was like, did he just fall? <laughs> Whatever <laughs> happened, just like, it scared just, the shit out of me, and I knew yeah. it was coming. I knew he was gonna go down, but the way they set it up with the music and the camera angles and stuff, I'm like, yeah, he's going down, and it still jump scared me. Where I, I think I screamed. <laughs> Dude, I, it could be like it was either the mythosaur got him or his armor made him fall. But he he looked like he was pulled. His mm. armor like fall would be so dumb. It yeah, would be it so would dumb. Be but also, I want to say, bringing this up again, the Death Watch is stinky. 
Like, <laughs> like they're stinky because he went there to bathe in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. And he <laughs> was he didn't take off his helmet. He didn't take <laughs> off it. He removed his weapons. But then he was like, oh, no, this is how I take a bath. I'm a stinky man well, from the no, stinky it, 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 like, <laughs> when, he, when he ate the stinky soup, Mandalore. Yeah. So, stupid. So, so dumb. It was so good. I, I like <laughs> Alyssa woke up in the middle of me watching this, and she was like, "Yo, we about to see butt ass naked Pedro Pascal." I was like, "I, I don't think so." <laughs> I, I thought that it was a chance, though. I thought we were gonna get him. Like, no, because then it would like the negate the whole like the reason he's taking this bath in the first place is because he showed his face. <laughs> and but he keep does the it again. Maybe as long as you're as long as you're in the water when you put your helmet back on, yeah. it's like you're still in the water, so you're still for. I don't know. Or I don't know. Helmet on. Armor. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I want. You know, I do love said the... no, no, no. Leave the helmet on. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I I appreciate seeing Pedro Pascal bleed out while one of his little friends go and help him. You know, that's a theme yeah. going on a lot. And um, I loved Grogu kind of uh, the, yeah. all the Grogu stuff of him leaving to go get Bo-Katan, him kind of being his own character a little bit for the first time. Interesting. I love the animation. It was cute as shit. Goofy is all <laughs> hell. But when they're walking yeah. back in and she's like, you, you can't be frightened right now, whatever. And he like gets determined, turns his little light on, and zooms ahead. I was like, "Fucking go get it!" I love it. I love it. And because again, like Kevin and I have been talking about off air, like this is a fifty-eight-year-old baby. You know, it's a ridiculous long time for him to be a baby. And so even when Din is like telling him things and trying to teach him things, you're like, "Is he retaining any of this?" So it was cool where he has to go and like, you know, he uh, uh, Din tells him like, "Go get Bo-Katan," and he gets back to the ship somehow, uh, and tells the droid, like, I need to go to this planet because dad told me this is where Bo-Katan lives, you know? Like, I was like, all right, this is yes. this is cute. And I like was, it. He's been paying attention to the maps. Mm-hmm. He's been paying huh? attention to the lessons. He's no been pointing things out for him while they were driving. He, yeah. So they were on their way there. He was like, look, that's the moon. We got to figure out is. the flipping, though. The flipping still looks weird as shit. No, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, they do CGI yeah. into doll being caught, and I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I do love, love I do love the way Bo-Katan talks to Grogu. Like she's yep. pretty sure that she shouldn't be talking to, to Grogu like a baby. Where it's like, so you know, my you know, I we're we were actually we fought alongside we a lot cool. of Jedi. I know a lot of Jedi. How strong are you with the Force? Like you know, she's really <laughs> talking to him like he's intelligent, which a lot of people don't do. They just talk to him like he's baby, mm-hmm. and I. I oh, like that. It, it's very baby. in theme with her character, who is always very serious. She's very just like, yeah. you know, she, she takes herself very kids. seriously. Which, again, was weird with last week's episode where she's like, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> that was very strange. I also hate, because I wasn't here last week. Why was she sitting like that? You yeah. know why she was sitting like that? Because it was cool as shit, man. So there were two sad. things. Sage, it was like, I'm so sad. I need to let you know this, so Sage. Awkward. There's two Let's things talk. that nothing in the world is cooler than. Okay. One is sitting a little off on a throne chair, okay? <laughs> okay. And two is two equal-minded people with different ideologies playing chess, all right? <laughs> now, yes to the nothing second cooler. one. Yep. I, I have to argue, I don't think it was a cool sit. I don't think it was a cool sit. She tried I think the, the leg was placed awkwardly because it was somewhere between a power sit and a depression sit. Mm-hmm. And then they, they took that note for episode two because then when they introduced her at the throne of episode two, she's mm-hmm. just, she's doing my depressed stance, you know, where she's yeah. kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like this, <laughs> slouching right. over her chair, just like, fuck, man. 
really tired. <laughs> Sasha Banks <laughs> left me. What do you Nate think her days being... are like? No, honestly, because there's nobody in that castle. Uh-huh. It's just the one. Is she just sitting sat and, uh, on that throne all day? Like, I don't like, know if she's eaten at all anytime recently. What does being queen mean? What does that mean? There's no one there. Queen of what? Who cares? She has like Who a little cares? blankie on her throne and she probably right. sleeps there. <laughs> okay, so here's my thing. Again, maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm simply too neurodivergent for this and everybody else let this pass by. But I kept thinking about the way that she was having to hold her leg up there where it's not fully supported. And I was just like, your, your whole core is activated while you're shooting this. <laughs> you're holding that leg there. It's not comfortable. It's not relaxed. It's not chill. It doesn't make any sense. It's like half hanging off there. Anyways, that's it. That was my only real note from last week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, I love yeah, it. Yeah, no. We, um, no. I do want to say that we uh, that that one other Bo-Katan Grogu moment. Uh, the boy was denied soup for the first time. He was denied a soup, but he got the soup, he got the rest of the soup from his his papa. Uh-huh. He yeah. did, but the soup was not given to him, and you could tell he was very confused by it. <laughs> yeah, he was I'm like the soup everything. is. Yeah, the soup is for me. It was like when you know, like when you're making dinner and your pet's like, "That's for me, right?" And it's like, "No, dude, it's yeah. for me. like I gotta eat too." Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay the cheese tax. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking a little bit about um, the the big freaking crazy ass General Grievous robot thing. I loved how many yeah. forms it had, and again. To say it for the upteen time, how fucking video games can this shit be? That was a Dark Souls boss. There was dodging and parrying. Yeah. She's under there, Boca Tan, uh, a surprise up. Uh, final phase. Dude, straight up. <laughs> yes. the, the phases kept coming. I was just like, this is awesome. I had such a good time with it. And like, I just think it's so funny. Like, we didn't we didn't even talk about too much about the the look of, of Mandalore Mines where it was dark. They were in a cave. I get it. I'm mm. not upset with that at all. Mm. I do think it, it was looked cool. like it did in Clone Wars. It was cool <laughs> to see the dark saber light up and like yes. the, just all the blue shields and stuff and pulling with the grapple hook, all this stuff. Cool stuff. It also was just looked like a video game. It was the most CG yeah. looking shit I've ever seen. Yeah. What was that spy? What does that spider do with its days? Once again, it's a it's a Bo-Katan <laughs> situation where I'm like, that spider's just waiting for one guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that, that, like, when's the last time a person is even step like foot? Like, I know that Mando got the little shard of glass or whatever the, to possibly yeah. prove that it's not uh, toxic down there. But it's like realistically, what was the last time? Per, uh, not only a person stepping foot on Mandalore, but making it all the way down to where they did. Yeah. It's oh, like, and also he's probably. Eating, but I guess. Oh, the, weird, the, the weird, the weird, uh, the weird dudes, yeah, yeah, the weird monkey men, Who were, was, was, Al- Alamites or whatever. I, when she, um, like pushed him away, or Grogu away, which was adorable. Um, and then she like shot up at the thing. What, what was happening there? Like, wh- is that just how they sleep? She knew, she knew that they were going to ambush from up there. Yeah, she saw, she and so saw the shadows of them like walking around. Oh, see, okay. Yeah. I, I, I thought that they were sleeping in like Fett, a sack. No. We've seen when we've seen Boba Fett's helmet, we know that he's he's got thermals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to we're I think what we were supposed to get from that situation is that while Din is very good at what he does, Bo Katan was trained to do this her entire life, including mm-hmm you know including using the technology to its fullest and so i think bo katan walks in there and she's immediately doing thermals yeah she's doing like she's doing audio and she probably was just like yeah she's a pro i just I, I appreciate a couple things about it because one when mando first goes in and jumps down activates his jet packing like kind of slowly goes down 
cool as shit. Seeing the shot of yeah, him yeah. and Grogu going down, I'm like this is just dope. Love his ears flapping. And then <laughs> later when Bo goes down, she's just flying. She's going yeah. super fast, and he's going down. And his little ears are flapping around. I'm like, this is fucking perfect. But then you get down she's there, cool. and I start questioning, like she's shooting stuff, and I'm like, at the end of the day, however you want to look at it. She just came in and started shooting motherfuckers. They didn't do anything to her. Like they were just chilling. And she just well, she recognized them. them. She was like, "These things used to be outside the city, mm-hmm. and they were like dangerous." And so she's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, now they're inside." Yeah. So she knows. That's that's she knows. that's great. Like that's great. Oh, then like before they used to be out there. So now I kill them for being in here. Well, because because I what I got from that is if you left the city, those things would attack you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like she knows that they are hostile. That's yeah. what I got from it. Um somebody was saying that the that the the thing was made of glass maybe, but I'll tell you what, we need to get some gaffers in Hollywood because nothing mm-hmm. is lit. Nothing. So I didn't no, no te- television show is lit right now, so I didn't know that. I thought it was um, a sack. I thought it was a living sack. I thought something ate them. I was confused. I thought I it was no idea was up there. I don't know. I thought it was a ledge. Couldn't see a damn thing. No idea what's up there. Still don't know. I didn't <laughs> have this problem. I didn't have the I'll same problem know. that y'all did. I don't know what's up with my TV. What do you got your TV cranked to, though? Because I, I got my HDR on, and it's just like, this is dark. There's w- dark. There was one weird shot. That kept flickering back and forth to super dark and then normal on my uh, on my screen mm-hmm. when Mando was about to take his uh, big old bath, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Everything else like looked fine to me, so I, I don't know what everybody else is complaining about. So here we are, dark. wrapping this one up. Do we have any final thoughts on the Mandalorian episode two? I'm excited okay, for the rest so of it. Cool. <laughs> I I think this is, it's definitely been been a weird first showing for this season. Um, and I think that's reflective of like, I don't feel like anybody's talking about this show right now. Um, but we'll see what that story is like in a, in a couple of weeks and uh, see where we pick up and see what other cool storylines or characters that are picked up along the way. You guys, I'm excited to see Bo-Katan and Din spend actual time together when they're not in the middle of like a heist or mm. a, or a fight or a thing because the moments that we're seeing them together are really good because it it gives more depth to the dark watch and it gives more depth to what's been happening with Bo-Katan. Remember, we still don't know. We've still haven't seen what the empire did to lay waste to Mandalore. Like we still, we haven't actually seen it. Um, it was, it was one shot. We, 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 we've seen a couple of shots there was one in Boba Fett and there was one in Mando season two, I believe. And they're very yeah, quick but it was though. Like, it was just like, boom, boom. Bomb, like yeah. we don't, we don't have the story. I'm excited to see how, how the Mandalorians all got to where they are now. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get more of that as, as Din and Bo-Katan sort of learned more about each other. Page. Uh, I love my morally opposed Mandalore mom and dad. Uh, I I look forward to this very much. I agree with you, Tim. I do think that that's like one of the coolest tropes is two people that are like, hey, we have to do this together, but are like, like misaligned in it where you're like, well, it's not that one of you is the villain and one of you is the hero. Uh, you both have like informed backgrounds that are rich and uh, affect your decision-making and what you think is right for it. But we're figuring out what it looks like to revive a planet of people mm. um, and what, and who's 
approach to that makes sense um, because you want to automatically be like, it's Jin, but it isn't necessarily. He comes from mm -hmm. a cult. I don't know. He doesn't yeah. know what's necessarily best for those people. He hasn't really been one of those people for his whole life. Um, so I think it's very interesting. I'm very open to where the season is going, but I'm also with Barrett on like, I have no freaking idea. Yeah. From where I, we're well, at right we, now, I know what's how to finish this exact scene, and that's about it. Once we finish mm. this like scene of them getting out of the mines, I do not know what happens next. And remember, we've got Sabine Wren coming. Yeah, is that confirmed got, for for Mando? It's not confirmed for Mando, but there is a cat like Sabine Wren has been cast. Mm -hmm. So. Sure. So I would love to see her, gotta... but like, and, and it would be, it would make sense to introduce her before, you know, diving deep into her and Ahsoka's journey in, uh, in Ahsoka, uh, whenever yeah, that comes out. We've got a third Mando perspective coming, which is oh, going to be very I, 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 And, that, and sure. that's someone who actually like did successfully lead Mandalorians for a, a very short while, but still. Mm -hmm. um, so that, yeah, that, I, I think that's a cool perspective to, to build off of my idea from last week of, you know, a show called Book of Boba Fett was about uh, Grogu leaving what he was supposed to be, to be with the one he loved, his his papa. Um, and then, you know, maybe this mm -hmm. season of Mandalorian is Mando leaving what he thinks he's supposed to be, to be the father to, to Grogu, right? Of being this hardcore mm -hmm. uh, cult Death Watch Mandalorian. I think there still might be something interesting there, especially seeing where they left off Sabine uh, at the end of episode two. It would be interesting to see both of them kind of uh, flip and kind of end up on the side that they are, the other was originally on, right? Of, of uh, Bo-Katan kind of being um, less hardcore about the whole uh, Death Watch stuff at the beginning. Maybe we see Mando go on that journey of, of being less indoctrinated in all of that. And then on the flip side, seeing Bo-Katan become a little bit more hardcore. I don't know if that's actually where they were uh, will go, but that was an idea that I had last yeah. night that I think would be interesting. But it's, yeah, I, I think I think that you're you're on the right track. I I don't think that they're gonna end it with a flip. I think it's gonna be more of like a, a team up, group up of creating a new Mandalore and a new what mm. what should Mandalorian yeah. rule be and all that stuff. But I do think the armor is the villain of the season. I don't. Yeah. I, I think the armor is gonna be the, the the big bad or or whatever. I'm having a blast with this show. It's dumb as fucking shit. It is unique as hell in its formatting. And I, at this point, I'm here for it. Bring on the nonsense and let's have fun, everybody. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of episode two, what theories you have for episode three. And you know, fuck it. Anything you think, just leave it in the comments. I want to see. I want to see what you have to say. Sage, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at NotSage, but most of all, you can find me at twitch.tv slash pixelcircus, where Anthony and I host a show together called It's Too Early, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. We talk about games and pop culture and movies and stuff. Come check it out. Arboni, what about you? Yeah, I'm there too. <laughs> you gotta love it, everybody. Uh, until next week, may the force be with you. <laughs>